Hello, everyone. Welcome into Southeastern 14. I am Blaine Gilmer, and we are live here talking about some of the transfer portal news that has come out, guys. It is fast. It is furious. The SEC is rocking and rolling with roster moves, and not only some of the roster moves of people who have been added, but also some of the bigger things out there, such as people who are being retained to rosters. We're going to get to all that here in just a minute. Of course, there is constant stuff going on and right here is where you need to be so make sure you are subscribed um it's absolutely free make sure to go ahead and hit that like button while you're in here turn on notifications all of that good stuff and then throw your comments in here we'd love to uh take your comments and, and address questions as we go throughout this live stream here but as i said i am blaine gilmer and we are uh here to just you know, break down some of the transfer portal stuff. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and, and take care of a little business here. Guys, we partner with the Believe Network and also through that betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, which right now with what's going on in the NIL, what's the difference in pro and amateur sports, really? Uh, so BetOnline, might as well bet on all of it, right? And it's not just the big four sports either. Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played MMA to international soccer. It's all there. Head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus bet online where the game starts and guys where we're going to start is we're going to start with some big news that came out today on some people that are being retained in program guys who have decided they're coming back for another year and that is as big as getting some of these portal additions sometimes so we're going to go ahead and add this in here let me get my get my background right make sure it all looks nice and Nice and pretty for you guys when we when we put this up here, but uh, going to go ahead and add in here the first one, Trey Harris, wide receiver from Ole Miss, uh, decides to come back for Lane Kiffin. Now, this is huge for many different reasons because Caden Prescorn announced yesterday that he was going to be coming back, which was not expected by a lot of people. But when you're talking about Trey Harris, he was one of the more dynamic receivers in the entire SEC uh, when he was healthy, which was not often during during the year. There was injuries uh, throughout. He recovered from surgery, uh, had another little setback uh, later in the year. But when Trey Harris was healthy, he was one of the more dynamic receivers in the SEC and gives Jackson Dart a reliable target. We already knew that Jackson Dart was coming back. But now with number nine, Lane Kiffin went so far to call this guy a difference maker, a game changer, and he truly is that. Uh, so now you're going to have in that Ole Miss offense, you're going to have Jackson Dart coming back. You're going to have Quinshaw Judkins back you're going to have Caden Prescorn back a talented tight end and then the number one receiver in Trey Harris back for Old Miss and oh by the way uh, this has not been you know put out as official or anything yet but Juice Wells there's a lot of confidence that Juice Wells the South Carolina transfer ends up at Old Miss based on the you know the momentum coming out of his official visit there Lane Kiffin getting the juice hoodies made up and everything like that. Lane Kiffin's dog name is Juice. So why would you not uh, want to go there if you're Juice Wells? A lot going on there. Um, and they like to 
they like to throw the ball around a ton. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, with Ole Miss. Now, they're a run-first offense, but they will take their shots, and those big play receivers uh, have a ton, a ton of room to make plays in Lane Kiffin's offenses. And Trey Harris is a guy who, outside of Kamari Lasseter for Georgia, there's nobody I saw that really just straight-up dominated Trey Harris. Uh, he had the game where he came off of surgery against Alabama where he was nowhere near 100% and then had the game against Kamari Laster in Georgia where they struggled a little bit on the road. But other than that, Trey Harris had his way, and that is a huge, huge pickup in my opinion. Not pickup, but a retention of a guy, him not deciding to go pro. He probably could have went pro after this year, but deciding he needs to stay in the Grove, uh, stay there, collect some of the money from the Grove uh, NIL collective and then going forward just uh try to try to put some stuff on tape to have a great great next year here for Ole Miss so that's huge for Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin and company guys like I said we're not going to touch on these guys because they haven't made decisions yet but Juice Wells very very much so trending towards Ole Miss Walter Nolan taking a visit to Ole Miss this week Princely uh Munamalian, I cannot pronounce that guy's last name. I'll just call him Princey, Princely U from Florida. Uh, he is a big edge prospect, and he is taking a visit to Ole Miss this weekend. So Lane Kiffin and that NIL uh, fund over there at Ole Miss, not not uh, not skimping at all. They are really, really trying to go after some of these top pro- prospects. This is a huge one coming back for Auburn. Another returner, Keontae Scott, announces that he's coming back. This is an understandable move by Keontae Scott because he was injured a lot of this year, didn't get to put maybe his best film forward, but he is a difference maker. When he is in the back end of that defense for for Auburn, for Hugh Freeze, they were much, much better. There was a whole lot of... Uh, better continuity front to back of that defense, better communication, things like that with a leader like Keontae Scott. We saw when he was out for that Texas A&M game and when he when he was injured earlier in the year, it really hurt them uh, in terms of what they were able to do secondary-wise. And then he's also physical guys coming up and taking care of, uh, you know, covering, not only covering, but he's physical in the run game coming up, cleaning things up. And that is a huge, huge deal for Keontae Scott to uh, come back for Auburn. Now, this is an Auburn defense that played pretty well at times, guys. Towards the end of the year, they started to give up a few things and and, and they they had some had some struggles against LSU. Uh, they got blown out by Arkansas. But you look at a couple of these games, and then we know with the New Mexico New Mexico State stuff. But when it comes down to some of these big games at home, Jordan Hare Auburn and and Georgia, uh, Alabama and Georgia. Auburn stepped up and played pretty good defense. And then Keontae Scott is a guy now. He comes back and gives them even more experience going forward in year two under Ron Roberts with Hugh Freeze there on the plane. So I think Keontae Scott, that is a huge, huge retention and a guy that is going to make a difference next year for Auburn, a defense that, uh, like I said, they played pretty Pretty good at times, guys. We're flying around to the football and having zero back there. He can also return punts, which why was he not returning that last punt uh, on the Auburn game or uh, the Auburn-Alabama game in the Iron Bowl? Who knows? It was another zero, and we know that didn't turn out very well for Auburn, so they'll probably want him back there returning the punts as well. 
Then this is a new SEC team. Uh, you have Oklahoma and you got Danny Stutzman here. Danny Stutzman, if you don't know, he's like the Boz reincarnated. Okay, this guy, he's a, he's basically, you know, he lives the the Ric Flair persona. You know, the 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 fast cars, uh, the the fur coats, all the lifestyle, that kind of stuff. That is Danny Stutzman here, but he is a first team All Big Twelve guy. He'll be a very very talented uh, SEC linebacker. He can fly around. He plays well in space for Brent Venables and company. So his his whole message was, "Hey SEC, see you soon." So that means he's coming back for Oklahoma and is going to be this first team, this historic team that's going to be the first. Oklahoma team that is in the SEC there for the Sooners. Again, Danny, Danny Stutzman is a guy who 99 tackles on the year, flies around, can play in space. Um, he, uh, what I'm most impressed with about Stutzman is, yes, he's got this flashy persona, but he is a blue-collar guy when he is on that football running to running to the ball, I mean, just relentless pursuit. And then when he gets there, he arrives with bad intentions, plays very well with his hands. He's able to shed blocks very easily, but gets out in space, redirects receivers physically. I mean, he gets he gets after him, gives him a good, good punch, and reroutes guys, and then can play the ball as well. So Danny Stutzman is a is a complete linebacker and somebody that I think could have been a a top you know two day pick. Uh, in the NFL draft, either first, second round type guy. So him coming back for Oklahoma, uh, that is a huge, huge deal. We've already seen Barrett Carter for Clemson uh, elect to come back as well. So there are some high-profile linebackers and some high-profile defensive players that are electing to come back in college football. A lot of this may have to do with NIL and the opportunities that are afforded them and just loving the, the college lifestyle uh, versus maybe not going to risk it in the NFL until the next year when they absolutely have to. So those are some of the key returners there, guys. Now let's focus our attention on some guys who were – uh, you know, brought in via the transfer portal. We'll do that here in just a second. Um, we're going to get to some of these uh, here. Nathan Klein, we'll talk about uh, Taylor Green in Arkansas here in just a minute. Thank you for for tuning in. Uh, Andy Stowe saying this about uh, uh, DR to Nebraska. This is nuts. It's not, nothing's official yet. We'll see what happens there um, with that. I know he's taking a visit, but that's just him taking a visit. So we'll see. Uh, he's still committed to Georgia for the time being, and when we'll see how that all goes down. So, uh, and then also Curtis Donaldson in here. Ole Miss is building a playoff team uh, for, he, I think he meant 2024 instead of 2924. That would be a long time from now. I'm not sure I'd be around to see 2924, um, but 2024, hey, with it being a 12 team playoff, they would have made it this year in the 12 team playoff. So that is, uh, that would be quite intriguing um, for Ole Miss. Literally, one of the few teams that has been in the – I think it, maybe the only team in the SEC West other than Alabama that's been in the top ten, I think each of – AP top ten each of the last three three seasons. Um, you know, so that's a, that's quite the accomplishment for, um, for Lane Kiffin and company there in Ole Miss. Now, guys, go ahead and keep uh, throwing your – throwing your comments in here, asking questions. We'll get to those in just a minute. There was some uh, – Andy Stowe's correct. Ryan Williams, a 2025 – he was a 2025 wide receiver commit for Alabama, has reclassified to 2024. Auburn is working hard to flip him. Right now he's with the Crimson Tide. He will not sign until February, but he will be a member of the 2024 class, uh, recruiting class out of high school. Now – 
let's get back to uh, let's get back to the the additions for today. The the we talked about the retentions, the guys who who announced they're coming back. Now let's talk about some additions in via the transfer portal. Maybe the biggest one and one of the more impact ones of the entire offseason, in my opinion, is this one. In Talon Green, six foot six, two hundred and twenty-five pound quarterback out of Boise State that went into the transfer portal after winning the Mountain West Championship over a very good UNLV team. And I, I guarantee you that Sam Pittman knew that Taylor Taylor Green was a good player because he probably called up Barry Odom and said, hey, tell me about this guy that just ripped y'all's tits over there on the Mountain West Championship game uh, running all over you. And he said, yeah, he's a good player. And uh, he just absolutely eviscerated a very good UNLV team. Taylor Green, like I said, six foot six, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. He looks like uh, the reincarnation of Vince Young when he's out there uh, running the football. Long, lanky strides that you don't think he's moving that fast, but he is running away from you, uh, and he's able to make dynamic plays down the field. He has to get more accurate in the intermediate passing game. I will, I will. 100% say that, and that's something that Bobby Petrino is going to have to work with him on. But Bobby Petrino has a background of being able to take both big quarterbacks, you look at Ryan Mallett in the past, and, and also athletic quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson in the past. Well, now he's got one in the same here in Taylor Green. Um, and I do think this, this is an indication that K.J. Jefferson is out. I know he's not officially in the portal. He, he refuted reports that he was going in the portal, all this kind of stuff. K.J. Jefferson, if he was still in the picture, they do not sign Taylor Green. I guarantee you Taylor Green doesn't come to Arkansas if he knows that uh, K.J. Jefferson is still going to be there. This is a type of guy that can change the entirety of a football game. You look at Jalen Milrow, who was not a developed passer, right? Not a developed passer. He looked you know, awful at times early on for Alabama. But when you talk about uh, this guy like Taylor Green – Yes, he's got to develop a little bit of a, as a passer, but you cannot teach the athletic ability, the escapability, uh, the the game, the game making, the the playmaking ability that he has that he's going to bring with him, and he has done it for a good program in Boise State that is used to winning football games. He took them from struggling in the middle of this year to a great run at the end of the year, showed a lot of leadership, had four touchdowns in the Mountain West Championship game, 226 yards passing, over 90 yards rushing in that game, had a tremendous run uh, on, on a uh, power read play that he just took it up the middle um, and then kind of weaved in throughout all the defense and, and broke it away for a long run. So I like this move by Taylor Green and by Sam Pittman a lot. Listen, Sam Pittman has not missed this offseason. You can say what you want. He lost five one-possession games uh, in, a, in a span of six weeks there at Arkansas this year and really turned that season kind of sour when it could have been a lot better for, for Arkansas. But you hire, go out and hire Bobby Petrino. Think what you want about his – his personal life, his, his struggles, all that kind of stuff that he's done in the past. Bobby Petrino can coach football. Bobby Petrino can put points on the board, and now you give him an athletic quarterback like Taylor Green, that is going to be a big deal. Now they still have to replace their running back. Rocket Sanders is in the portal. He's headed elsewhere. But when it comes down to it, they have three running backs that are coming back, whether it's Rashad Dabinion, Isaiah Augustav, and then also uh, Dominic Johnson that can be more than serviceable. But they, have, I think they'll still be in the portal looking for another guy, maybe Mario Anderson, somebody like that who's leaving South Carolina. But this Taylor Green thing with Isaac, uh, Isaac 
Tesla coming back, with Andrew Armstrong coming back, with Isaiah Sategna coming back. I think Bobby Petrino will utilize their strengths around Taylor Green more than than Dan Enos did this past offseason for Arkansas, and I think this is a really, really good pick. But like I said, Sam Pittman making all the right moves. He's got Taylor Green now. He got Bobby Petrino as the play caller, and he got Eric Mateos from Baylor as the offensive line coach. And that, I cannot tell you how big of a coup that is. Kirby Smart wanted to get Eric Mateos very, very badly uh, the, la- the last time he was looking to make a um, – or either this time or when he hired Matt Luke as the, as the offensive line coach. So he is very, very well thought of in the coaching profession, and Eric Mateos will make a difference with that offensive line coach. And, and the addition of Bobby Petrino will allow Sam Pittman to pair with Eric Mateos, and they will, they will fortify that offensive line for Arkansas. So I'm excited to see. And remember for Arkansas – no Alabama, no Georgia on the schedule next year. So it couldn't get much better if you're asking for it when you're talking about uh, Arkansas in 2024. Now moving on to Auburn, they add a dynamic receiver in Robert Lewis. Listen, Georgia State was an exciting football team to watch in the Sun Belt this year. Uh, they, they ended up going six and six, but this is a team that could that could at times light up the scoreboard and they were able to have playmakers all over the field and one of those was Robert Lewis uh he's a guy that that you know really came on and had a nice year for them uh 70 catches 877 yards 12.5 yards of reception seven touchdowns if there is one thing that Auburn needed they needed dynamic weapons out on the out on the edge and this is what Peyton Thorne gets and I say Peyton Thorne because you know, people talk about Auburn going out and getting a quarterback. They've talked about Cam Ward and things like that. I don't see it materializing right now. And here's what I think. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener, and sometimes it's not always the quarterback's fault. When the wide receivers have guys sticking to them, DB sticking to them like dang paper mache, okay, and just plastered all over them, well, sometimes you need to get better receivers that can – create separation that can run what the routes that Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery want run in that RPO style of system. Also, I think you're going to see a big jump in Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery working together year from year one to year two next year. And listen, Peyton Thorne proved to be an athletic guy. He proved to be able to throw the, uh, throw the football at times, but he really, really surprised people with his legs. He needed help out on the perimeter and Robert Lewis provides some of that help a dynamic guy he's got some speed uh you know makes contested catches so i like robert lewis and and also his ability after the catch is what i like a lot as well so big pickup for auburn there when you're talking about robert lewis the transfer from georgia state to auburn so that was a that was definitely definitely a uh, a a nice pickup for hugh freeze there and he's got many more that he's looking at Another Georgia State transfer is Marcus Carroll Jr. He ran for over 1,300 yards in the Sun Belt, guys. And I'm telling you, the Sun Belt is a good football league. If you run for 1,300 yards in the Sun Belt and you are able to be a one-cut, decisive, physical runner like Marcus Carroll is, well, what more could you ask for to help replace uh, Cody Schrader? Because I think Cody Schrader – Probably I don't know. Does Cody Schrader have eligibility left? If anybody's got that in the in the thing, then go ahead and uh go ahead and put that in there. I think he might be moving on 
But if not, you're talking about a, a, what a one-two punch that would be. I'd have to double-check on Cody Schrader's availability. Uh, eligibility you don't even know now with all the COVID years and all that kind of stuff I know he came from the D2 ranks but regardless Marcus Carroll is a guy that can fit well inside of that that system there for uh for Missouri I don't know that he will be as efficient on the outside zone as Cody Schrader is but who is I mean I just don't believe you KZ says uh, I don't think you know Cody Schrader doesn't have any left I didn't think so so you know, he'll be moving on, and this is a great replacement. Now, one thing that that uh, Georgia State did a lot more where they were able to be a little bit more successful in the gap scheme, they 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 ran up the middle a little bit more. So when you're talking about Marcus Carroll, he's not a guy that's going to run away from you. He's not going to be a burner that's just going to uh, sprint down the field and go go run away from you. But he will get those explosive runs of of, of some people categorize him as twelve or more yards on a run for an explosive run. Some people categorize 16, some teams categorize 20. So depending on how they do it internally, Marcus Carroll is going to be able to produce those explosive runs. He's played in a good football league. He's going to be able to handle blitz pickup, all those kind of things. I think that you're going to see Marcus Carroll have a big year for that Missouri team next year. They look to be having Brady Cook coming back, Luther Burden that should be coming back. I mean, they've got a ton of guys that is really re- that are really, really talented. Uh, and I think this is a Missouri team that's, like I said, I've got a video out there looking to make a statement, looking to stand on business, as Eli Drinkwitz says, in that Cotton Bowl versus Ohio State and let everybody know that, hey, they don't care who for who's playing for Ohio State, who isn't, who's opting out, who's doing all that. Doesn't matter. They're going to go out there and show that they belong on a national stage and that that they're here to stay, not just some somebody that can have success every five to eight years, but they want to be on the on the top of the the top of the list each and every year for not only those kids inside of that St. Louis area uh, around this the, around the state of Missouri but they want to be a national recruiting base and then you know make big pickups in the portal like this and just this pickup of Marcus Carroll helps even more and that game with the Cotton Bowl that's coming up on the New Year's Six Bowls that is going to be big for them as well so yeah that's that's a huge pickup in Marcus Carroll I like it a lot for Missouri Jared Brown, the Sun Belt. Once again, the Sun Belt's becoming like the farm league for the SEC. Jared Brown, a receiver out of Coastal Carolina. We know the success that Carolina had, Coastal Carolina had under uh under the the coaches at Liberty now uh for so many years there. You know, you, you got guys that that just bought into that system uh and were able to have success on that teal. That teal, uh, the Chanticleers going in there and playing. And listen, Jared Brown is a guy who six foot, 175 pounds, very versatile. He not only had over 780 yards uh, his junior year receiving, had 740 yards his this year receiving, and then also 252 rushing yards on the year. So he can be used in a variety of different ways. Uh, and South Carolina desperately needs needs playmakers with juice juice wells leaving uh with a lot of their other playmakers hitting the portal as well now south carolina's biggest need we all know is the offensive line and they've got a long way to go to address that but having a guy like jared brown for whoever the quarterback's going to be there is 
rumors out there that if KJ Jefferson actually does enter the portal, that South Carolina could be uh, a a a destination for him. Well, this kind of move bringing in a, a receiver like Jared Brown when they already have Nichols Harbor there, uh, a world class athlete that that makes it even that much more attractive to try to bring in a quarterback back like KJ. But when you're talking about this move, uh, it, it's good for South Carolina. It's not what I would call an A-plus move because, yes, you've got to address the talent on the outside, but they need to put – if I was South Carolina, I'm putting every NIL blood nickel that I have into fortifying the offensive and defensive lines because they were atrocious on both this year, and that is where they what they need to be able to uh, to to get things done. Andy Stowe said South Carolina's biggest need is a head coach. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. He's got a lot, lot to go there. Uh, I agree there, um, Andy. So, uh, but hey, Jared Brown, good pickup, good player. Like I said, very versatile. Um, not many guys have two years where they've had over 150 yards rushing, and they've also had over uh, 750 yards receiving on back-to-back years. So that's a big pickup for South Carolina. Javon Harvey. Uh, he's a guy from Old Dominion. Look at that logo on his shirt, the Sun Belt Conference. These guys go from the Sun Belt to uh, to the SEC. So he's going to Texas A&M. Didn't have a huge year this year, just over 300 yards receiving. Uh, plays in a good program, though, with Old Dominion, so he'll know how to win, be contribute. He's not afraid to go out and block on the perimeter. So not a not a just hallmark move, nothing that you know you're talking about, hey, it's just going to uh, change totally change the the whole outlook of that team. But it's a guy that Mike Elko can use to play good brand of quality winning football, kind of like some of the guys that he had at Duke were, were who will buy in and will be able to come in and show some toughness, uh, show some leadership, have character. So Javon Harvey, a good pickup for Texas A and M. Then you've got uh, Brian Taylor. Uh, a defensive, a defensive end edge guy from Blinn College, junior college ranks that is coming in for Florida. Now, Florida badly needed this with Princely uh, Umanimalian, um, you know, leaving the program. They badly needed a guy coming in that could help there on the edge. So when you're talking about Brian Taylor, like I said, he is uh, a player that you know has good size. Uh, is going to provide that that relief there with Princely Manamalian, which I cannot pronounce. I'm just going to call him Princely U. But this guy is six foot five, two hundred and seventy pounds. Originally from Houston, Texas, he went to Blinn. We all know where Blinn is. It got put on the map. Uh, it got put on the map by Cam Newton, who transferred there after he went to Florida. So who would have thought? You know. Cam, Cam Newton has the laptop incident, goes to Blinn, ends up at Auburn. Now you got a, uh, Florida going into Blinn College and taking Brian Taylor out that helps them on their defense over there. So that is some good news that Florida needed because Florida has been raided in the transfer portal, just seeing playmakers go. Ricky Pearsall going to the NFL. The only guy they seem to really have be coming back, only a couple guys of, of uh, some real excitement there, Trip. Trip or Trey Wilson, Eugene Wilson, whichever one you want to refer to him as. Uh, Billy Napier calls him Trey Wilson, but and then of course they have Graham Mertz coming back, so that would be that would be uh, 
interesting there if he's able to produce the way that many teams thought they would. Listen, Georgia was in on him. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, I mean, there was lots of people that were looking at him. So this is a big, big win and a much-needed win on the recruiting trail for Billy Napier and company. And then Lewis Moore, he's a guy, guys, this guy had three interceptions, a pick six, had 80-something tackles from his safety position for Indiana, one of Indiana's highest-ranked players in terms of his PFF grade over the year, and he goes to Ole Miss. So we talked about Trey Harris coming back. We talked about their leading for Juice Wells right now. We talked about Walter Nolan is making a visit there this weekend. Princely Yu from Florida, Princely Emanuelian, uh, is making a visit there this weekend and now they bring in lewis moore who is a tremendous player on the back end for indiana played physical football in a physical conference in the big 10 uh and you know now he leaves indiana leaves hoosier territory and comes and plays in the sip like i said three picks over 80 something tackles this year so he's not afraid to, to come down and play the run he has more than more than uh, adequate ball skills and and can do things uh with it once he picks the ball off as well you saw with that that pick six there so lewis moore a big pickup i think when you're seeing what you're seeing here out of lane kiffin is i think lane kiffin now has two 10 win seasons and he can point to this success and tell these um tell these boosters and tell people say hey we're close we are close to being where we need to be to compete for the sec give me the resources give me what i need to go out and get these guys in the portal and give me what i need to go out and get some of these high profile guys and now with all the experience that old miss has on offense returning and with some of the key acquisitions especially especially if they could uh pick up if they could pick up uh walter nolan and Juice Wells, I mean, my goodness, this would be a crazy deal here. So, guys, those are uh, some of the the high-profile targets that have signed. We got some some questions here. Did Blaine mention Bo Allen? I did not mention Bo Allen. Uh, we all know that Kentucky, uh, last week, they brought in Raymond Cottrell, a wide receiver from Texas A&M that had, before he went to Texas A&M, was committed to Georgia for a long, long time, flipped late to go to Texas A&M. And then now, uh, so he's with the Kentucky Wildcats. Brock Vandergriff, a quarterback from Georgia, uh, he he committed to to Kentucky. Now there's no been, not been any signing yet. So does that change anything with Bo Allen now transferring back from Georgia Southern to Kentucky? So presumably to compete with Brock Vandergriff. So that uh, that changes things a lot there. Um, who knows what's happening now? You got me thinking here, Andy Stowe. Who knows? Nothing's been nothing's been signed yet. Nothing's been uh, said said they're leaving. What happens if some of this Dylan Raula stuff is because Beck decides that he's going pro, and and Brock Vandergriff decides he's not leaving Georgia? I mean, who knows what who, who knows what happens. I mean, it's kind of crazy with all that going on until people show up on campus somewhere. Who knows? Crazy stuff. So, uh, but but as of right now, you've got Bo Allen and you've got Bo Allen and you've got uh, Brock Vandergriff going to compete for the quarterback job in Kentucky. So I'm going to go through these one more time just for a recap of people who. Uh, are just getting on here and didn't didn't see. We'll go through these uh, one more time. Like I said, 
big returners. Trey Harris comes back for Ole Miss. That's huge. They, they've also added uh, a safety on the other side in Lewis Moore, and they're leading for they're leading for Juice Wells, another wide receiver. So tremendous weapons for Jackson Dart. You got Keontae Scott coming back, a experienced safety in the back end that can do a lot of different things, return punts as well for Auburn. That's always huge when you have experience in the secondary. Danny, Danny Stutzman, just uh, like I said, he's a, he's a character, He but he's also a guy that's a bona fide leader in the middle of that defense for Brent Venables, and uh, that is big with their first year being in the SEC. 100 tackles this year, plays the ball well in the passing game, so that's huge. Like I said, Taylor Green, that may be the biggest signee uh, or the biggest commitment of any in this offseason. The way that he plays reminds me a lot of how Vince Young played. I'm not saying he's a generational, iconic talent like Vince Young was, maybe one of the greatest in all of college football history, but this guy is dynamic, and he's going to be exciting to watch with Bobby P., uh, Robert Lewis, wide receiver from Georgia State, he signs or he commits to Auburn, gives Peyton Thorne a weapon there on the outside because I don't know that Auburn's going to bring in another quarterback, like I said, and Peyton Thorne needs weapons. We talked about Marcus Carroll going to Missouri, 1,300 yards, a guy to replace Cody Schrader. That's huge. Jared Brown, not exactly what our South Carolina needs first and foremost, but they do get a weapon on the outside, a dynamic weapon at that, a versatile guy over 150 yards rushing and over 750 yards passing back-to-back years for Coastal Carolina. That is huge. Remember, uh, Javon Harvey, tough, gritty, going to be a guy that buys in, kind of a blue-collar type guy, uh, can make plays down the field, but he's more of a get in there, work hard, be a leader for Mike Elko, bring some, bring some, uh, some, some toughness, bring some leadership. Javon Harvey from Old Dominion to, to Texas A&M. Brian Taylor, an edge, six foot five, two seventy from Florida or from Bling College, from the JUCO ranks. He goes to Florida. That's a much needed win for Billy Napier. And then Lewis Moore, as I mentioned, he's the safety that committed to Ole Miss. Guys, there's so much going on in the portal. Make sure you are subscribed, like, turn on notifications. Uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate that. Like it, it is not good. It does not go overlooked. Um, we thank you so much for being a part of everything here at Southeastern 14. Remember, we are presented by Bet Online. You guys can help us out uh, tremendously by uh, checking out there. And if you do the the first time deposit, uh, and and you can get a 50% deposit bonus using our promo code believe uh, tell everybody about the show we we greatly appreciate it there will be so many more opportunities to go uh, live here so turn on notifications as we will be reacting to things all throughout this crazy offseason remember we're not even a third of the way through this portal period and it is absolutely nuts what's going on um just a total total Total, total train wreck. It's like you can't you can't look away from it. it it's so it, it's awful. It's exciting. You can't you can't look away what's going on here with the transfer portal. Uh, some people think it's ruining college football. Some people think it's great. Uh, you turn your program around. So a lot to like about it. But like I said, like subscribe, turn on notifications, and we will catch you guys next time to talk more SEC football right here on Southeastern fourteen. Oh. <laughs>